Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Storytelling Time. My name is William Porter. I'd like to welcome back to the show today, Ms. Nevada York. Nevada was with us last time when she talked about her business, and she also touched on her brief time on television. This week, Nevada, I'd like for you to talk to me and to talk to our listening audience about your family life uh, as well as your faith. Uh, first off, tell us about your life as a kid growing up. Okay. Um, I grew up in California, and my father, he was in the Air Force, so we got to travel around a bit, and um, that's something that I think some people find challenging, but I enjoyed it, actually, because I just like meeting new people and connecting with new friends and finding out more about different cultures. So I would say um, growing up as they say as an Air Force brat, I found it to be very beneficial. But yeah, I, I really I really liked it being able to just move around and meet different people. So at a very early age, you did move around quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, you we did. We stable in one spot, so to speak. No, no. I mean, I grew up in California. And then my um, I was I spent some time in D.C. And then I believe um, also in Idaho um, is some of the places that we went to. So that was nice. Where in California? I'm just curious. Oh, California yeah. is a big state. Yes, the Bay Area. The it's, Bay Area. Yep. Okay. And so um, a little um, town, I think it's about Blell, outside of um, Oakland is where um, I grew up as, where you know most of my family is still at today. Okay. Great, great. Well, relating to that, how important is a stable home environment to future success in anything, in your opinion? I think um, for children especially, a stable home environment is crucial. I know kids, they have the ability to adapt very well to different surroundings and just changes in general. But I think overall, for consistency purposes and for adjustment purposes, I think it's well um, needed for kids to have a stable household with just some normalization that's around because sometimes it can be challenging if you're always facing new and different things and you're having to always, you know, pivot and do different, you know, stuff that's required of you. It can be challenging. So I'm a proponent of a stable home if you can help it. And I know you mentioned this last week, but uh, I understand that you have had some experience being on television and uh, kind of refresh our minds about that. And, yes, uh, yes. See, I, I, I shared that aside with you because, you know, I was just bragging, but it wasn't <laughs> a lot of stuff to be bragging about. It's like, check it out, Dr. Porter. But yes, I was on a, um, a, a television commercial here in um, Raleigh, North Carolina uh, for WTVD TV. And so that was one of my highlights. I do some, I also do some acting on the side. I guess I should have mentioned that in the previous um, show last week. But yeah, I also do some acting on the side. I like um, the, I guess, the idea of just being in the background. And if needed, I can come up to the forefront. But um, yeah, I just, I, I like the camera. I like being up there. So maybe you are a movie star. I'm telling all. you, you keep saying it. It's going to happen. Just keep saying it. It's going to manifest. You're going to see me on TV, except from the Oscar, and be like, see, I am the movie I knew star. That person <laughs> way back. Exactly. And hopefully you'll remember us. Oh, always. Yeah. Uh, I always remember my fans, audience. I never forget anybody. Great, great. 
Okay, well, listen, we're going to go ahead and take a break now. And when we return, we'll get into a little bit more detail about your faith. And I'm really interested okay. in seeing what you have to say about that. So Absolutely. stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Nevada, tell us more about your disappointments and struggles and how your faith has helped you to overcome various personal issues in your life. Okay, personal issues. Um, if you've had any. I know, I'm trying to think. I'm always, you know, I'm always wanting to see the glass half, no, no, what's it saying? Half full. Yes, half full versus half empty. Exactly. So I always try to have a, you know, very good outlook on life, but... um. Um, I'm just thinking that it was good to be able to have that perspective and just not have any type of, you know, personal struggles. I mean, I've, I've had those, obviously, but one that comes to mind is uh, when I first moved here to North Carolina and I single, I'm a single mother. And so that's one challenge in itself is raising a child by yourself. And so I leaned a lot on the Lord to help me get through that um, period in my life because I wouldn't have, you know, I believe with my faith, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. And I remember a story where, you know, I think I was, I don't know how old I was, but I had put in for um, a loan for a house and I was, you know, fairly young and the loan officer she was just like, I'm sorry, you can't have it. You can't, you know, get the loan. And I had like, I already like, I already saw myself in the house. I just saw everything. And when she told me that, my spirit was really crushed. And so I was just praying, praying, praying. And then like maybe, maybe like two hours later, she called and she said, I was able to push it through. And I'm just happy to tell you that you are now, you know, a new homeowner. And so sometimes in life, I do look back on that moment because I was just really, just, just really devastated. Um, because, you know, you have your heart set on something and you want to achieve it and then it falls through, you know, where, where else do you go? And so that was one moment that I think brought me obviously closer to the Lord. And I just knew that, you know, with him, all things were possible. You know, some people believers I'm talking about point to an event or a time when they uh, maybe even miraculously came to know the Lord or found God, however you want to put it, become mm -hmm. saved. Right. Uh, and then others, uh, it's more of a gradual transition, especially if you come from a favorable mm -hmm. home environment like right. you came from. Uh, so people go in all kinds of directions. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that it was more of a gradual absolutely uh, growth, right? Because in the yeah, because you say people have different experiences. So I was, I I knew about God. I knew about the church, but my my mother she was not a fan of organized religion. So you have that dichotomy of you know wanting to get closer to the Lord, have fellowship, and then you have um, my mother is saying you know there's you know there's no church because you know in the Bible she's like it's like we're all church you know we are the church you don't go to a building she she didn't even call it the church right now she calls it a building so being experienced with that you're just like what's going on and so as I um, you know got older I was able to discern between the two because you know it is. True. I mean, you have the organized religion where I think a lot of times they use religion as a tool and it 
you know, sort of disengages people from wanting to know more about God. And then you have the opposite spectrum of that where, you know, you can be doing your own thing and having your own relationship with the Lord, which is great. But I, I also think fellowshipping with other believers is very um, important. And it just helps, you know, you when you're struggling, you don't want to be by yourself. So you want to be around other people that can uplift you and help you when you are having those struggles, because I've had them. And it's great to be around people that can help uplift you to get you where you need to be. Well, that's true. That's, that's, that's very true. Well, let me ask you this. How has your faith assisted you in the success you've had as an entrepreneur up to this point? And can you point to specific instances where God was certainly there, in your opinion? For me, I always think God is always there. It's just a matter of, you know, noticing him in those moments. So with um, my entrepreneurial experience, you know, with the, like the TV stuff, Dr. Porter, when I was little, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be on TV. And it's just a matter of what you say out in the atmosphere, you know, it becomes true. So um, that helped me realize that with God, when he says, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue, those types of things lets me know that it just re-solidifies how accurate and true his word is, and which helps me just, you know, become even more of a, a believer. But, you know, this, this um, experience we're having with Jimmy with the every dot black, it's just like, how did that happen? You know, I just showed up at a meeting um, one day, I already had a food blog. And um, before you know it, we're having the uh, Restaurant Magic, you know, radio show. So these things that are, you know, prayers and just things that you pray like you hope to have one day happen, um, I think God just shows up in those things if you just don't give up and you keep believing. But, you know, you have so many stereotypes and we have pictures of a group or an individual for that matter being a certain way and certainly people have these images of believers or people who go to church regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not because you have so many different people mm-hmm. among the among the faith, even among the faith. Right. Uh, I remember when I first joined uh, the Eridot Black group, uh, I, obviously I didn't know Jimmy very well. Mm-hmm. We met at a networking group and uh, I tried to access the website about a couple of days later, and it was during the time when there was a lot of hacking going on, mm-hmm. and and so I didn't have a lot of faith in a lot of websites right. that I didn't know about, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't get on the website. And so that weekend, I think it was a Thursday or Friday, and the whole weekend I spent trying to get my money back. I think it was at the time only a hundred dollars. I oh. think now it's one hundred twenty-five. Right, right. But I tried to get my money back because, (laughs) wait a minute, is this a sham or something? Yeah. But for some reason, uh, I couldn't get through to my financial institution. Uh And I said to myself the following week, I guess this is just another $100 lost. (laughs) But, uh, But anyway, it's interesting how sometimes God saves us from ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my mentality was not to move forward. Yeah. with this enterprise. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way things worked out, uh, I, things didn't happen the way I wanted them to happen. Yeah. Thank goodness. And right. so, uh, of course, uh, Jimmy started to develop the group and uh, we'll, we'll, where we are now. Exactly, so, exactly. It wasn't meant for you to call your bank and say, cancel it, 
cancel it. <laughs> and of course, I'm, I'm glad I didn't. But anyway, it's just another example of how things tend to work out. Right. Uh, the way they're yeah, supposed if, to work if out. If you had canceled it, we wouldn't be sitting here today having well, a conversation. True. Let me uh, go. Let me take another break. Okay. Nevada, and then we'll come back. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back. Nevada, we know that the true church is spiritual uh, and is one body, uh, known as the body of Christ, in fact. But the local church uh, is made up of individuals who are different from one another in many ways, based on things like social status, economic class, race, even various ways that we offer up our worship. For example, some display worship in a more outward vocal expression of praise, while others are more reserved in their worship. Uh, now, the question is this. What do you think about these differences in the local church? And do you think it can sometimes lead to serious divisions within the body? Uh, that is the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I do. Unfortunately, I do believe with all these stipulations that particular churches or denominations have, it does just sort of fracture the unity that can be um, under the one body of Christ, as you mentioned. So trying to figure out how to navigate that could be challenging to new believers. But my belief is that... Um, I think people should have more focus on developing a relationship with Jesus versus all these um, social aspects that you mentioned, the money, the singing, all that. Every Everything is different. And I've experienced both. You know, I've gone to churches where, you know, there's no singing in other churches where there's like wonderful praise and worship. And I, I love praise and worship because I just believe that you can usher in the uh, spirit of God, you know, in that type of environment. But I just don't want people to negate um, following Christ, getting hung up on those types of, you know, separations and lack of unity, because it's more than that. I think the relationship that one person has with Jesus supersedes all these, um, quote unquote, traditions. And I think sometimes even handcuffs that some denominations can put on their um, congregation could be very detrimental to people developing a healthy relationship um, with, you know, in their relationship and knowing more about the Lord. So I think it's just a difficult path, I think, for people that are new and developing, um, you know, wanting to know more about salvation. But I think these differences with the nom denominations, they've been going on for I don't know how many years, but everyone seems to do their own thing. But I think if we focus on being more like Christ, then that can go a long way. But you mentioned traditions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of it, I think, has to do with culture, the way we were brought up. Absolutely. And chances are, however way you were brought up, you will tend to move in that direction yep. unless yep. there is a dramatic change. Yeah. And, of course, that is possible. We know that because of what happened to the Apostle Paul, mm -hmm. who was formerly Saul. Yep. But usually people just tend to follow along with however they were yeah, brought up. Yeah, And, and how uh, are you? Are Because you, my DNA, I, I am a, um, I think I blame, I'll, I'll attribute it to my mother. I'm a natural 
rule breaker. <laughs> like, you know, if everyone's like following the sheep, I'm going to be like, why are people following the sheep? Why is everyone going to go this way? So what do you find, um, like with your experience, just going along, or do you like tend to raise your hand and say, I'm going to do something different? About the interviewee now, all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, no, I was going to mention this anyway, and that is the, uh, I was brought up Baptist, mm-hmm. uh, Southern Baptist, uh, had a fiery preacher growing up, fire and brimstone mm-hmm. kind of uh, preacher. And and then I continued, actually, there was a time after I left home going to college, I didn't go to church at all, wasn't that concerned about religion, right. religious kinds of things. And then when I went to graduate school, not to get so much into detail, but I kind of refound the church because I was able to join a church where the membership was more like me at the time. Yeah. Everybody was kind of young. Yeah. And I had formerly pictured church people as being older right. people. And, uh, but it was a Baptist church. And, uh, and so in the last several years, I've uh, belonged to a Methodist church, mm-hmm. which is a lot different than the worship experience that I had coming up, which right. was more solemn. We sang hymns. And yeah. I actually grew to love that, as a matter of fact. But unless you're familiar with that kind of mode of worship in this case, right. you, you might not be, uh, it might not be for you. Exactly. And it's fine. And that's why we have so many different churches and denominations mm-hmm. in the first place. The idea, as you mentioned earlier, is to have that personal relationship, regardless of the manner in which you, uh, right, in which you serve, yeah, in which so, you worship, worship. Yeah, so my experience was, I guess you could say, different than yours, because I was raised to not, you know, go to church. Because my mom was like, "You are the church. You have Bible study there in the home," and we would do it that way. But it wasn't until you know I left, I was like, you know, I think I can go to church and just meet some people, and just you know figure out what's going on. But you're right; there's like a whole spectrum of what happens inside of that building. And you just got to figure out what works for you and your spirituality in order to help you grow. So, And no situation is perfect. Yeah. Uh, there are exactly. issues with every institution. Right. Uh, and you'll be looking forever if you're trying to find exactly. a perfect uh, church or yeah. congregation. I think sometimes people um, look for things. But like you said, nothing's perfect. So you just go there, get what you can, give what you can also, and just grow. That should be your main focus, to grow in Christ and to um, develop a relationship. Okay, well, we're almost out of time, Nevada. And I really appreciate the sharing of yourself, your business, uh, as well as your faith today. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts? I would like to say thank you so much for having me on your show. I greatly appreciate the opportunity, and I'm always um, a big fan and proponent of spreading the word and getting people to at least want to know more about um, the creator of um, Heaven and Earth, because I just think it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, just having that relationship is just, you know, you can't put it into words. And again, uh, it serves as a foundation, certainly, to your success. Mm-hmm. And any success that we all have, I believe, uh, is due to the principles that are aligned with, uh, with, the, uh, with the Creator. Uh, would you like to give uh, us again your contact information? I know you did this last week, but for anyone who may not have listened last week. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. Um, your audience can reach me at Nevada underscore York at yahoo.com. Okay. 
great. Uh, by the way, I mentioned earlier that uh, you and I are part of the same networking group out of Raleigh, uh, the Every Dot Black group with uh, Mr. Jimmy Davies as our leader and mentor, as a matter of fact. And I'll be seeing you at the various mastermind meetings. Absolutely. So I'll be seeing you. Uh, uh, and by the way, we're always interested in like-minded business people joining our group. So whether you, uh, you're here in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, or if you live in some of the other part of the country, uh, just give Mr. Davies a call at 919-265-8045 if you want more information about what we, what we do as entrepreneurs. Okay, well, thank you very much again for being with us, and I'd certainly like to thank our audience, our listening audience, and our virtual song of the week will be coming next. We'll see you the next time, and uh, remember, there's always more, more good things coming your way. We as a people have had to overcome slavery and secondly obtain our civil rights. But the third piece is economic equality. And I'm convinced that we can only achieve economic equality through entrepreneurship with the use of technology. My name is Jimmy Davies, and that is why I created the Every.Black website for entrepreneurs. So visit us today at www.every.black, E-V-E-R-Y dot B-L-A-C-K. Learn about entrepreneurship and be on your way to financial freedom. <laughs>